ladies and gentlemen of the hockey world. We are back. Well, I shouldn't say we are back. I am the only one here because it is Tom's takeover. Part two. It is Wednesday night, March 6th. We're coming around 10 o'clock. It's 9.52, almost about to be 9.53 at night. And I hope you're all ready. I tried to like build it up the best I could, but Tom's takeover. It's back again. Part two. Hayden and Kooks still down in Florida doing whatever you're supposed to do down in Florida. I don't know. I've only been down there once. I was with my family, so I don't know what you're supposed to really do down in Florida. I'm guessing you go swimming, maybe. You go to the beach. It seems like they have a lot of those down there, a lot of beaches. Maybe that's what you do. I don't know. I, hopefully, they're doing something productive for their own nature, but nonetheless, we're. I am back. Sorry, I almost did it again. I am back. Hockey dudes. It's Tom's Takeover Part 2, and it's going to be a good one, because I called it last episode. The, the Blue Jackets, uh, they're back. I shouldn't say the Blue Jackets. I should say the Blue Coats. They're back. I was uh, tweeting all night last night about the game. Uh, I don't know if you want to call that team we watched the Blue Coats. They did win, so it was the Coats or the team that win. But it was kind of a Blue Jackets performance, um, to say the least. I I was at a concert last night. I was at a Shine Down Papa Roach, Asking Alexandria concert last night. So I was watching the game on my phone in the middle of the concert. So I was doing my best to keep up with the game. Uh, I was doing my best to tweet live during the game while a million guitars, vocals, and drums were beating off in the background at maximum volume. I was trying my best to stay on top of the game. And um, the, the, the Blue Jackets, they, they got they got on the board early. Cam Atkinson off a nice rebound. David Savard had a nice one-time shot that perfectly went off the end boards right to Cam Atkinson's stick, and he was able to bury it. Corey, Corey Schneider... And but from there on out, it was a New Jersey Devils game. I mean, they they ran the game, they they ran the possession, they ran the shot clock. I, not the shot clock, the shot counter. This isn't NBA basketball. We're not here to talk about basketball here. We're talking. We're here to talk about hockey. <clears throat> but excuse me, but the Devils, it 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 was really their game to win, as they just dominated the entire game. I'm pretty sure. At one point in the game, <laughs> the, the Blue Jackets went almost 20 minutes, which is a whole period, without getting a shot. I mean, <laughs> it got so bad at one point that Fox Sports Ohio had to keep putting a graphic up like every couple minutes dem like to demonstrate how long it had been since the Blue Jackets had taken a shot on net. And... The Devils just were playing around with the Blue Jackets. I mean, if it wasn't for Sergei Bobrovsky's outstanding play in net, I mean, the Blue Jackets easily could have lost that game 4-1 to one or something like that. I mean, I kept tweeting out during the game. I, I'll pull up a couple of the tweets that I sent out live on the Hockey Dudes, but at one point, uh, I did say, does anyone like remember the last time the Blue Jackets had a shot on net or just had an offensive possession 
or uh i mean it was just it it was amazing and it goes back to i believe i said this on the last uh tom's takeover uh that the Blue Jackets, they just need crisper, quicker, and shorter passing. I mean, it seems like every time they're trying to leave uh, the defensive zone, get into the neutral zone, or go through the neutral zone into the offensive zone, they're going for these almost these rink-wide passes, these long stretch passes that, I mean, on if they work, you're going to get a great shot on net or a great opportunity at a goal, but the chance of it working is not that high. You see these great teams like the Capitals or the Penguins, you know, the two teams that we we play a good amount because we're in the Metropolitan with them. We played both teams within the last two years in the postseason. What you see out of those two Stanley Cup teams is this crisp, short, quick passing through the defensive zone and then into the neutral zone. They 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 don't hesitate. They just make these quick, short passes to spring a guy free, whereas the Blue Jackets are going for this this long stretch pass down ice or this cross ring pass to, you know, get someone free, rather just these little crisp short passes and they're getting intercepted or they're getting deflected and they have to go back and retrace their steps and when you go for these long passes, at least in last night's standards, uh, they got intercepted a lot, and that kept the Devils in our defense in their offensive zone, our defensive zone, and they just kept wailing and wailing shots on Bob. I mean, I I was <laughs> the artillery and I were going back and forth, and uh, the hashtag sweaty BJ's come up came up because I mean. At one point, <laughs> you were just wondering when was Bob going to give up a goal because they were just giving up so many shots on net. They just were not having any success clearing the defensive zone. And uh, I don't want to put I, – I don't like putting players out to dry, but, I mean, there was this one vivid moment where it, it, Dean Kukon and Scott Harrington, the third pairing on defense, just – Every time they get to those back end boards, it's it's almost a guarantee that they'll never get the puck out. They'll try to flick it off the boards or something, but it's always stopped short of getting out of the defensive zone. And they just kept wailing and wailing and wailing shots on Sergei Bobrovsky. But nonetheless, I don't want to dwell here and... Uh, talk about how the Blue Jackets had a bad game because nonetheless they did win the game they found a way to win a grimy close game uh it did go to a shootout where uh Cam Atkinson I in my quick takeaway tweet I I don't want to reference all my tweets here but I, I I was I was tweeting pretty well last night pat my ass for that uh Cam really good at one-on-one situations with the goaltender or just in a shootout scenario i mean he is he is proving this year that he is one of the better shooters in the league he did get uh i believe his 36th goal last night don't fact check me on that i'm terrible with stats don't fact check me but I'm, i'm more than positive it was 36 but then he did score uh the first shootout goal uh, Bob made two great saves. The second one being where uh, he did poke check the puck away from uh, the New Jersey Devils player. So 
props to him for uh, staying on his toes there and being able to poke check the puck away. And then Artemi Panarin <laughs> somehow, some way finds, I'm going to assume, a hole big enough just for the puck alone in that <laughs> within the goalie's five hole to sneak it in and win the game. It was a, an amazing shot. Both guys <laughs> showed why they are two of the best players on the team and uh, why they are two of the best shooters in the league. So, nonetheless, the Blue Jackets did get the win last night in New Jersey. Uh, it wasn't their best win of the year. Obviously, it wasn't their best performance of the year. But, nonetheless, they did get a huge I, I don't know if I could stress that enough. A huge two points on the road in New Jersey to uh, keep themselves in this playoff race because uh, Montreal uh, did win last night. Carolina and Pittsburgh both lost last night, but they did lose in an overtime or shootout, so they both did get a point out of it. So uh, let's get on to the, the big topic at hand here. The Blue Jackets have a game tomorrow, and uh, it is against that team we all hate the most, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, I will be there. I, I am driving over to Pittsburgh to uh, go watch my uh, BJs take on the Pittsburgh Penguins live in Pittsburgh. Uh, I will be live tweeting from the game. Maybe I'll get a live video in there. I'm not too sure. It depends how I'm feeling, but... Uh, I probably will be intoxicated in some manner, so uh, my tweets might be a little rough. My videos might be a little rough, but I mean, I guess when you go to Pittsburgh for the first time to watch a Blue Jackets game, you, you got to drink some kind of alcohol just to deal with the the fans over there. I mean, God, it's going to be a rough one having to sit with all those fans, but at the end of the day, I hope the beer and the Blue Jackets prevail, and I am able to leave there as a happy man. So let, let's get into this game tomorrow night a little bit. Let's break it down because just to look forward a little bit, too, we do, the, the Penguins do come here Saturday night, so we do have to play the Penguins back-to-back -back games. So might as well just game prep for both of them while we're here. I think that's a good idea. Don't you? It's Tom's takeover, so who really cares? I mean, I'm running the, I'm running the fucking ship here, so I, what I say goes. Hayden and Kooks, if they wanted to do something, they should have been here, rather down in Florida. So, Tom's takeover. I'm running the ship. Let's talk about this matchup against the Pittsburgh Penguins. The Blue Jackets, uh, hopefully they're not the Blue Jackets tomorrow night. Hopefully they're the Blue Coats. They come out and uh, we we see a second game of uh, my Avengers analogy taking over a little more. We saw the first, We saw the first glimpse of it. With the win in New Jersey, hopefully we uh, continue to progress on that in Pittsburgh tomorrow, tomorrow night. But the blue, the blue coats, they got to come out and they need to skate fast. There's no way around it. The Penguins, they uh, they have owned us the past couple uh, games, the past couple years, and they have made um, our lives a living hell to be quite frank, so we need to come out and uh, really show them what we're about by skating fast, getting on the forecheck fast, and I, I hate to beat a dead horse here, ladies and gentlemen, but we need 
better passing. I mean, too many turnovers last night against a crippled uh, New Jersey Devils team. If we have that kind of passing and that kind of play against this Pittsburgh Penguins team, it's going to be a long game for me. It's going to be a long ride home, and it's going to be a lot of beer consumption. So my bank account will take a big hit from all the beer sales. The Penguins will be happy because, I mean, they'll probably be more ha- happy that uh, I drove their beer sales up rather than winning because no, nobody over there really gives a damn about that team because nobody in the country cares about that team to begin with. So, But the Blue Jackets, they do need to come out heavy and hard tomorrow, skating fast, tape-to-tape passes. They need to get around this Pittsburgh Penguins team. We need to get out of this mental barrier that it, we, it seems like we can never beat this team. We can take them to overtime sometimes, but overall it just seems like we always have a tough time getting past like a mental barrier in having to beat this team. So tomorrow that's got to end. Uh, where the Blue Jackets stand in the, are in the standings right now. They are two points behind the Canadians and Pittsburgh and Carolina for either a wild card spot or that third metropolitan position. So playing the Pittsburgh Penguins these next two games, it's it's an eight-point affair. Uh, there's no way around it. We at least have to win one. Obviously, I would prefer to win both because I hate that team so much that I want to win both games, especially when I'm over there. Because just just a quick side note, like I said on last episode, I believe, I haven't been to a Blue Jackets game in over a little over two years as a fan because not a big deal. I, I've worked for the team the last two seasons, so I haven't been able to sit down and enjoy the game as a fan. So tomorrow night I'm able to go to a Blue Jackets game and sit down and enjoy it as a fan, get a beer, enjoy it with a, enjoy the game with my friends. And so I, I want my first game in over two seasons to be a win, obviously. I mean, that, that that's a no-brainer, especially against the Penguins. It, it's got to be a win for me. And being an eight-point affair and... These two games really having a huge stake in this playoff race. You gotta at least win one. In the in the if you do lose win if you sorry, let me correct that. If you do lose one, take it to overtime at least to sneak a point out of it. But I just like anyone else, I would much rather see two wins. But we at least gotta get one win. At least one. If you win one on the road, you gotta come back and win one at home. Show these fans that you are capable of winning these big games at home. Because it, it has been tough this year. The Blue Jackets have not played well and played well. I mean, I'm trying to figure out the wording of this. They have not played well in these big game situations and in front of sold out crowds against the big name teams here at home. We, we I don't know why. It seems like it's been a mental barrier this year that we just can't get past uh, these big-time situations at home. So Saturday night, if we do win tomorrow, we got to come back Saturday night and we got to show this Pittsburgh Penguins team and the rest of the league that we are capable of winning these big-time games in front of a sold-out crowd because it, as a fan and um, as an organization for the Blue Jackets, you want to win those games. Show the fans that it is worth coming to these big-time games on the weekend. It's worth spending your money on these tickets to come watch us on the weekend to see this great experience 
of us winning a big time game in a sold out crowd against a team that against our rivals. We, I got I'm calling them our rivals because I hate them that much, and everyone on this team should hate them that much. So we have to go out and win this big time game tomorrow night and Saturday night in front of Pittsburgh's crowd tomorrow, and then in front of uh, our home crowd. Saturday night because I'm tired of losing these big time games. I'm tired of losing this team. And I fully believe in my heart that this team will show up tomorrow night, Saturday night, and the games after that. And they will give us a good playoff run. They'll get us into the playoff position and then they'll show us that they can give us a good playoff run. Yarmo has gone above and beyond to give us a team more than capable of making a great playoff push. Now it's time for the team to to give a little back to Yarmo's trust, a little give a little back to Yarmo's efforts, and show him that it was worth putting his uh, chips all out on the table for this team. So, I I I can't wait for this game tomorrow night. I I, I I'm really excited for it, and I'm really excited for the, these next three weeks as a Blue Jackets fan to see how this team turns it around. And go back to my Avengers analogy on uh, Sunday night, how this team, or well, technically it would have been Monday morning when I recorded and posted the episode, but how this team's going to put it all together, put all the pieces together, uh, clean up any mistakes, any flaws they're having, and show us that they will be able to make a big playoff push this year. Not a first round exit, but a big playoff push this year. I can't wait to see it, ladies and gentlemen. So before I get into my next segment covering the entire uh, NHL as a whole, I would uh, just going to give you a little promo right here because, you know, I'm kind of tired of having to read them all off at once at the end of the episode. I, I think it's a struggle on me. It's a struggle on my voice trying to say all those words in such a short time. And I'm just going to try to cut out any possible stuttering that I would do or any uh, problems I would have reading off all three promos at once. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna try to spread these out the best I can, you know, cover my ass a little bit. I think I think it'll work out nice. So before I get into my next segment segment, well I guess not, but before I get into my next segment, I just want to say that the the hockey dudes are brought to you by Seat Giant. Use the promo code dudes D U D E S dudes to get a discount on your next purchase, wherever it may be, a sporting event, a concert, or whatever it is you like to attend, go to Seat Giant and use the promo code DUDES to get a discount on your next purchase. So let's get into the next segment, covering the NHL as a whole. We kind of covered the Metropolitan uh, a little bit talking about the pe- uh, the Penguins, the Hurricanes, and the Blue Jackets. So that that's kind of rounding out that wild card spot, also with Montreal. But right now you got Washington and the Islanders battling for that top seed uh, atop the Metropolitan rivalry night against the Philadelphia Flyers, pushing the Flyers back even a little further. They sit atop the Metropolitan with 85 points. Uh, the Islanders, Capitals have played 67 games. It's one more than everyone else in the the match. But looking at the Atlantic, um, 
obviously the Tampa Bay Lightning <laughs> atop of the the Eastern Conference and just the entire league as they just ne- never seem to lose as they're at 106 points. The Boston Bruins are at second place with 89 and the Toronto Maple Leafs are at third with 86 and then you have Montreal sitting in the wild card at uh, 79 points and then Buffalo and Florida also in the Atlantic looking for a playoff run. They're slowly falling further and further behind. So looks like my bet, uh, I don't know if it was a bet, but my uh, uh, voice of confidence on the Buffalo Sabres is looking more and more gloomy as the season slowly uh, winds down a little more. <clears throat> looking at the Western Conference now, since since we do, since we all are Blue Jackets fans here, we really don't get to hear much of uh the Western Conference, so that's why I like to bring it up a little bit, just because, you know, since I do keep saying that we're going to make a deep playoff push, we got to keep our eyes on uh, the Western Conference, because who knows, we might end up, end up having to play one of those teams come the late May, mid-May, when uh, we get to the Stanley Cup Finals. So, looking at the Central, Nashville is in uh, first place with 83 points, but they have played more games than anyone else in the entire la- entire league. They've played 69 games. Winnipeg is currently second with 82 points. They've only played 66 games. St. Louis, 74 at 65 games. So Nashville and Winnipeg are the, the two teams that seemingly will, will be fighting for that top central position as Winnipeg has three games in on games in hand. Uh, looking at the Pacific's top three, Calgary's first with 89 points, San Jose's second with 86, and Vegas is third with 77. So there again, it looks like it will be a fight between Calgary and San Jose for that top spot in the Pacific. And then look at the wild card in the West. Dallas sitting at the first wild card spot with 73. Minnesota sitting in that second spot with 72. Colorado they're looking it. They're uh, one, two points out uh, with 70 points. And then Arizona still floating there, ladies and gentlemen. They're at 69 points. They did lose. They finally got their streak broke uh, last night against Anaheim. But don't worry. The Yotes are still a wagon. I'm still betting on the Yotes to make the postseason. They still have plenty of time. Plenty of uh, Minnesota and Dallas GMs to cry and bitch a little more for them to squeeze into the postseason. So don't count out the Yotes. So looking at the league as a whole, it is going to get dicey. I mean, things are starting, teams are starting to get eliminated more and more or starting to fall out of a spot more and more. And uh, you're starting to look at the final teams that you'll be looking at to make that final push to be playing into mid-April. So it'll be very interesting to see how this all takes place. But nonetheless, uh, if you want two teams to bet on that will make the postseason no matter what, uh, it will be the Columbus Blue Coats and the Arizona Yotes. Do not worry about that, ladies and gentlemen. The Blue Coats, they're going to turn it around tomorrow night against the Pittsburgh uh, Penguins all the way out in Pittsburgh. 
like I said, I, I feel like I, I want to reiterate it again. Just so you can stay on top of uh, our Twitter, I will be there live, watching the game live in Pittsburgh, all the way out in the PPG Paints Arena. Uh, I'll be wearing my famous, I just I just actually got it in the mail today, uh, my Scott Hartnell Canon jersey. I, I wanted to get a new jersey because... I have a Canon Sergei Bobrovsky jersey, but if things are going the way their people are saying and that if he does leave at the end of the season, which I, I'm going I'll just I'll say it right now to you guys. I, I do believe Sergei is gone at the end of the season. Uh I think he's asking for a little too much money than what we're willing to pay him. For uh, he I he's asking for like to be the highest paid goaltender I, I don't think we're willing to pay him that just because we want to save the money and the cap space for other positions so if the writing on the wall is true that Sergei does leave I, I had to get a new jersey right I, I can't I don't want to wear a, a Sergei Bobrovsky jersey to uh, the arena anymore or just around town anymore if he if he does end up leaving because in my mind, uh, you gotta get after a guy leaves, you gotta give it a few years, or at least until he retires, or maybe somehow makes a a quick revisit to the team as a player to uh, redawn the jersey. That's just that's just my personal preference. Uh, obviously, others have different preferences. I see. Brandon Saad and Brick Nash jerseys all the time. So you can have your own opinion on jerseys. It's just my personal opinion. I respect all others, but I, I don't I don't want to wear a guy's jersey that isn't playing for the team necessarily. So I wanted to go out and get a new jersey. And I thought in my head, like, what better jersey to get that of a of a player than a guy that's retired? You know, a guy that, that can't switch teams. He he can't go to free agency or a request to trade. He can't piss off a team because he's retired. And I just kept thinking to myself, I was like, ah, I don't want a Rick Nash jersey. You, you see all those, see those all the time. Uh, and I just kept thinking, I was like, who was one of my favorite players, you know, watching these last few years? And all I could think about was Grandpa Scotty Hartnell. Grandpa Scotty Hartnell. Because all I can think about is that lovely hat trick he had against the Pittsburgh Penguins two seasons ago in uh, December when we beat them 7-1. to one. All I could think about was his first goal when <laughs> Grandpa Scotty Hartnell turns the freaking Jets on, burns by the Penguins defenseman, goes forehand, backhand past uh, Matt Murray and gets uh, his first goal, the hat trick, and then obviously he ends up scoring two more. But all I can think about is uh, Grandpa Scotty Hartnell turning the Jets on and uh, the celebration he does after uh, scoring that goal where he blazed by the guys. He's just gliding on his two feet and he's doing the like the double fist pump uh, around his waist. And that's all I could think about. So I guess there's my little spiel on how I wanted to get a new jersey and how I got to buying a uh, Scott Hartnell jersey because he was one of my favorite players watching these last few years before uh, we did lose him to free agency. But it was on good terms. I mean, the 
he was probably asking for just a little too money for his age, and we had a bunch of young guys moving up. So it was nothing against Columbus. It was nothing against him. He was just going to where the money was going, and and that's the same respect to Bob. But now that Scott Hartnell's retired, uh, I feel like it's okay to bring out a Scott Hartnell jersey, whereas Bob will still be playing but for another team. So no disrespect to either guy for their decisions that they made to go get money, but... Scott Hartnell's retired, so and he he I see him all the time at the arena. He 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 attends a lot of games. He still has a house here in uh, Columbus. He lives here, so Grandpa Scott Hartnell, you're in my heart forever. Uh, great player, great hat trick, great celebrations, amazing flow. If you guys don't know, he he's growing the hair out again, and it is absolutely spectacular. So. There, there was my little, I think, like five to seven minutes spiel on how I got to buying a Scott Hartnell Cannon jersey. And somehow, some I, I ordered it off DHgate, which is my uh, Chinese website I get jerseys for, for like $30. And uh, I ordered it like back in like, uh, like mid-January. It took like over a month for it to finally ship, and somehow, some way or another, God graced me with uh, my jersey being delivered the day before the I go to Pittsburgh for the Blue Jackets game. So, if if you want an omen, if you if you're still listening to this episode, uh, if you're still listening to this episode and Tom's takeover, if you want an omen for tomorrow night, it's the fact that my Scott Hartnell jersey showed up the day before I go down over to Pittsburgh and watch my team take on the Penguins. If you want any omen, a sign from God have you, that this team is going to turn it around tomorrow, it's the fact that my Scott Hartnell jersey showed up the day before I go to shithole Pittsburgh to watch the shithole black and gold ass white penguins take on my blue coats. That's a fact. God graced me with this good omen of my Hartnell jersey showing up, so watch out tomorrow tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen. I'm actually going to end the episode there because I've run out of things to talk about in my head. Uh, my note sheet, it's all out It's all out of notes. I honestly added an extra 10 to 12 minutes talking about my uh, Chinese website for jerseys, my affection for Scott Hartnell's celebrations and hair, and uh, how God graced me with this jersey for a win tomorrow night. So thank you for listening to the Hockey Dudes. You know, I say it every week, we are brought to you by the CBJ Artillery. Uh, we can't thank them enough for everything they do for us so please go give them a listen as well and then to always end the show i uh, just want to remind you guys to sign up dm us email us at the hockey dudes at gmail.com or just add us on twitter whatever whatever floats your boat really about the pre-offs a three-on-three tournament at the alum creek hockey rink in westerville ohio Rollerblades or tennis shoes can be worn, but you must have three players and a goalie to participate. They're playing. It's going to be a great time. If you really don't want to play any hockey, just come out. There's a bunch of stands. I'm sure we'll get some. There will be a lot of camaraderie, and I'm sure you can come out and hang out with us, talk with us, play. getting ready for the Blue Coats deep playoff run, and you'll be able to enjoy it with the Ohio. So. 
10 episode. Uh, thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter at the hockey dudes or follow us on Instagram at the underscore hockey underscore dudes. I believe that's what the Instagram is. Yet again, I still don't know the Instagram because Kooks is supposed to be here doing his job about reminding me about social media shit, but he's not. He's doing some kind of reconnaissance in Florida, I guess. I hope he's doing a good job at it because I haven't heard any reports. So fuck you, Kooks. Get on your goddamn shit and figure it out, okay? So thank you for listening. Um... Uh, I ran out of things to say, so, um, just make sure you keep spreading the word about us, but most importantly, uh, tell your Corey Kluber bobblehead light signs, tell your Conor McGregor posters, tell your Darth Vader flags with the blue coat symbol next to it, tell your Led Zeppelin posters, tell your bearded dragon lizards, especially if their name's Kiwi like mine, uh, but most importantly, never forget, don't If there's one thing you took from this entire episode, make sure this sticks with you. But please and always remember, for the love of God and everything holy, tell your dog. Thank you for listening. Love you all. Mom, I know you listened. Thank you for listening. You do you, boo-boo. But thank you for listening and and, uh, tell your dog. (laughs) 